listening to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and Casey. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Gathering our, our thoughts here uh, following the release of this uh, piece from the USA Today. I just tried to uh, tweet the story, and um, uh, I realized after I tweeted, I deleted it immediately after that there's a paywall up on the USA Today site. So for whatever reason, when I first got it, I was able to read it through Yahoo, but the actual link to the original article, you got to pay to see it. So, um, okay, you can, okay. Um, th- this, this, uh, if, if you're just joining us quick, quick summary here, um, uh, Jason Wolf of the USA today, uh, national outlet, uh, started poking around all the Walter Payton man of the man of the year award winners charities. Okay. They give this award out every single year. Almost all these guys have nonprofits and they, um, they zeroed in on Russell Wilson. Uh, one, one charity really stuck out. And they're reporting that uh, less than a quarter of every dollar uh, that they've raised over the course of years has actually gone to charity. And you have these six-figure salaries at the top of this nonprofit. Uh, The one is uh, more than double the average uh, for charities like this one. Um, They had people that um, are experts in the nonprofit space weigh in on what they gathered uh, from Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation. They said, "This this is not right. This stinks um, from, you know, some of the leaders uh, and, and uh, directors that were just flat out left off um, tax returns, uh, tax forms. Um, it sounds like they called it a, a not. It sounds like they called it a virtual free for all at the top of this nonprofit. Um, this is not a good day for Russ. I don't know where the story goes from here. Um, I really don't. Um, we didn't see this coming. You know, we, we have, when we talked about Russ Stoke, it's like, yeah, he's not he's not a bad guy. We know he does great stuff in the community. It's just this other cringy stuff. Right. Um, man, this is... Um, this is what he does great. Right. This right? is the one thing that you kind of hold on to. And now this is being questioned. Like, what's real here? Um, not... Uh not good. No, no just an awful day for us. You knew he knew it was coming, and with this with this report, it's going to be interesting to hear the their response, the response from Russ. I mean, he's got he's got he's got to have a statement. He's got to something has to change here. I mean, this is just an awful look. It's a it's a, just a terrible look for him. Terrible look. I mean that that's that's what it is. The facts are the facts, and. Um, when when people that know what they're talking about when these foundations and and they weren't looking at Russ, they were just combing through every Walter Payton Man of the Year and they happened upon Russ right and his charitable foundation and how it's run and when when people say hey this is a free for all right that's that's that's, that's not, not good. good you know when twenty five cents of every dollar is actually going to charity like what kind of Charitable foundation is that right? That's not what it's supposed to be. No, no, right? Yeah, not, like the literal opposite. Exactly. And so, um, just just a bad, bad look, bad look. Not not um, not not a good day for Russell Wilson. And 
Um, this has been his a, agent, Mark hard, Rogers, yeah. uh, who you know set this thing up supposedly, and um, just not no not not a good day, not a good day at all. Oh, I am expecting uh, at some point here today uh, some sort of statement, like you just alluded to. Just well, I'm going to say can't cate- deny. I was going to say categorically deny and push back and 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 fight, but they have, and and, and you'll know this when you uh, get to the article. They got like hard copy. You know, tax returns. They got. They have these. They have these forms and these grant forms, and so you can't say like, "Oh no, they were mistaken." I mean, everything is documented with the tax returns and all these forms that you got to fill out to have these types of charities. Everything is documented, right? They really dug on this. This is not some flippant story. This was a six-month-long uh, investigation by Jason Wolf of USA Today. Um. So it's it's not it's it's to me I don't know it's going to be hard to deny um, accountability that these things didn't happen right when the documents say they did happen right uh, so uh, you know uh, I t- you look at the and, and you say okay well how much was Russ involved that's what you really say now sure. You know who was who was running this thing? Right, right. he's not running the day to day operations. How right. much did he know? It's your charity. You're the Walter Payton Man of the Year, so you have to know. You have to. You, you would think you have meetings about this stuff, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Right, and and then you you look at like you have someone your accountant or someone tell you what you're bringing in for your why not me? Why not you? Yeah, why foundation. Not you? Yeah. Right. Like you you have. Your accountant telling you, okay, hey, yeah, this is how much money we raised. We raised five million bucks, and we gave four million dollars to charity. It's a great year, you know. Uh, great job, guys, right? And you pat everyone on the back. You don't say, hey, we raised five million bucks, and you know, a million dollars went to charity, guys. They're like, wait, where where'd the other four go? Right. Like, oh, it went to their salaries. Wait, what? You know, not not saying that that's the numbers, but that's kind of what you're dealing with here. Yeah, you raised a million bucks. And only two hundred and fifty thousand goes to charity. The seven hundred and fifty thousand is going to you know salaries. That that's not an ideal charity at all. So you would think that you would be aware if you're Russell Wilson and this is your charity. He's not a um, he's not a dummy. No, he, he he's very hands on with, with his brand and his businesses, and especially it seems like he takes his charity stuff very very seriously. So you would have to know how it's operating. And you would think you'd want to see where the money is going that you're raised and see it flourish. And Of course. You know, right. Yeah. So, you get, so you to get, say he didn't have any idea, this is over the course of years. Right. That, that's yeah. the problem. It's like, hey, and they have every tax return. It's like, hey, in 2021, it was 30 cents of every dollar. In 2020, it was 24 cents of every dollar went to charity. And Russ does a lot, spends a lot of time in, in um, you know, like children's hospitals. But this, this lady in this article, Lauren uh, Stryon, the executive director of Charity Watch, which is the only independent charity watch group in the U.S., says doing good deeds and showing you care and compassion for other people um, is something we should all do. It doesn't require founding a charity. An important part of how a nonprofit justifies its existence is by quantifying what is it, what it accomplishes relative to the resources it receives. Right. So just because you're there physically and you're spending your time there, that doesn't actually that's that that that's not the the utilitarian purpose of the charity. The charity's purpose is to raise money and spend it where it should. Right. And it sounds like that wasn't happening. Yeah. And when you raise the money and you have the funds and you're not 
giving it to charities and you're putting it in people's pockets that uh, that's that's not what it's about. No, no, and it's that's not. a bad look. No, very disappointing. But Russ is um, they you know you said they reached out to him and he he hasn't didn't give them a comment. Yeah, kind of. So he knows about it. Yes, and knew this was coming. And so it's not like all of a sudden Russ is caught off guard today. No, at, at, at all. They've probably been this, waiting for this to drop. Yeah, and and so now they know, and you're expecting some kind of um, response. I, I, w- I would assume from the Russ camp at some point, uh, and it should be soon because you, you would you would be thinking about this for a while now, right? Uh, because you, you knew they were looking into it, and you knew that they were asking you for a comment on it that th- this was coming. Wow. Wow. Not a good day. Not a good day for I didn't see this coming. This is like the one thing that, that, that Russ did that was like. And we're reacting to the yeah, article. A, a, an explosive report from the USA Today that began six, month, six months ago investigating into nonprofits by Walter Payton, man of the award winners, and found that Wilson's organization reportedly spent almost $600,000 or just 24 cents of every dollar on charitable activities in 2020 and 2021. Combined and combined and nearly twice as much over a million on salaries and employee benefits in that span, according to federal tax records. Uh, we'll await the response from Russell Wilson. Um, not sure when that's going to come, but I can almost guarantee it, it, it will come. All right. Um, we'll hit the pause button on that while we still gather information. The Russell Wilson experience, um, you know, coincidentally here uh, in Denver has been a little bit different. Did the Broncos actually dodge a a similar bullet in the same category? Take a dive into that coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. If you if you want to see the piece and you want to spend I don't know like two bucks or whatever it is uh, because I I I put the tweet I uh, put the story out there from USA Today it does have a paywall okay it does if you really want to read it like we did you pay a couple bucks I don't, I don't you know hey handle it however you want to handle it um, but but it is on uh, my Twitter if you're just joining us uh, USA Today wrapping up a six month investigation of Russell Wilson's um, Why Not You Foundation, a nonprofit uh, that he has been running for years. Uh, This group from the USA Today, really Jason Wolf, investigative journalist, started with um, looking into every charity from all the Walter Payton Man of the Award winners. And one stunk more than the rest. A lot more. That's the one that they did a dive into. They spent six months doing it. They got tax records. They got uh, hard copy stuff. And it ain't good. What's the name of that foundation? Uh, why not you? Yeah, because you're keeping all the damn money. <laughs> That's why not us. <laughs> oh, my God. I can gosh. tell you why not. Appar- I can tell you because you're not giving any of the damn money out. Apparently, this, this nonprofit has nine directors. What? Uh, yeah. Nine directors? How do you need nine directors? 
This thing's not good, man. No. This thing's not good. Each each commercial break, I read a little bit more. I mean, it's like 15 pages here, um, but they call it a virtual free-for-all um, at the top of, of this charity. Um, this is like a afternoon at Stanley's read. <laughs> there you go. You know, nice little 30-minute oh, read. Oh, my gosh, so yeah. Um, not good, not good, not no. good. I mean, does the NFL, would the NFL get involved in this at all? No, I don't think so. It has nothing to do with the NFL. I, is there some sort of governing body out there that, you know, like there's like this watchdog group that was right. you know, reached out to that they were giving comment on, like, no, this stuff isn't normal when they when they laid it out for this watchdog group? Yeah. Is there is there is there like some I mean, some some body that can step in and like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like like just like, banned his charity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there is. I'm sure there is consequences for. Um, running rogue charities. Uh, I don't know if this would could classify as that or not, but uh, certainly, you know, I don't. It's I don't, I don't know what the rules are. Regulate. There has to be some types of rules or regulations. You would think it has to be. It doesn't seem like they've been followed very well. But no, but the cat's well, out of the bag now. Yeah, cat's good, out of the bag. Not, now. not a good day for Russell. Not a good year, and somehow it's getting oh. worse in in such a personalized a manner. Now. Yeah, so, well, yeah. So, you know, we turned the page on last year and now we're starting this way. Like the one thing that you do really good that we thought you did really good was raise ch- money for charity, spend time at charity and but now it's like 25 cents on every dollar is going to charity and 75% going to, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's not even it's not going to Russ, it's going to the people that yeah, are running the it. People but run it. You your name's on that charity. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um you know, I was going to ask it, did the Broncos dodge a, 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 a weirdo bullet with, with Aaron Rodgers? Like, right. it's kind of weird around here with Russ. Rodgers is like, seems like he's gone off the deep end. And then we Again. get this story with Russ, and it's like, oh, I don't know. It's even more weird than the day started. Yeah, you know, when we went down the Aaron Rodgers um, road, uh, I guess a year, a couple of years ago to start or whenever it was, when Mark told us that he was coming here on draft night. Remember that? Oh, how could I forget? Can't. I did think that it was going to happen on draft night. We did. And it didn't happen. It's like, oh, bummer. Then it was going to happen the next year or whatever. And then uh, it, it didn't happen. It's like, oh, no, he's going back to Green Bay. And then we got Russ. It's like, this is not a drill. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, how could I forget? Yeah. Uh, My voice is still sore. Yeah. Um, we're like, okay, cool. Obviously, it hasn't worked out. But looking back at the Aaron Rodgers and how it could have been Aaron, right? I just said, I'm so glad it's not Aaron. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, it's, it, it was, that was a blessing in disguise. Now, it wasn't a blessing in disguise that we got Russ. We paid him a bunch of money and he's not playing well. Aaron actually played, you know, good football this year. Uh, but it's all the other stuff with Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's always something. It's always something with him. Every week he's doing the damn McAfee podcast. You know, every off season, it's like, I don't know. Am I going to retire? Am I not going to retire? It's cryptic messages. It's, you know, he's, he's getting cleansed. He's doing this darkness wellness retreat. I mean, it's, it's, it's always something we have to always know about it. He's got to always keep us guessing, right? Yep. And it's just the drama. Like, will I retire? Will I not? Will I try to force my way out? Will I not? And um, that would have been happening here. And it would have been awful. It, it would have been awful. And 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 so I'm uh, I'm glad it didn't work out with Aaron Rodgers because we would be in the middle of this thing um, every single week, hearing about you know him on the McAfee, and then uh, every off season having to go through 
What's Aaron thinking? What's Aaron doing? And and we played that game nationally for two years in a row. Yep. Right in the off season. And now I think most people are just kind of checked out on his. Like, I agree with you. Who cares, Aaron? Yeah. Who cares? You y'all didn't even make the playoffs last year. Right. So you know, ninety percent of us don't even care anymore. You know, you're kind of got your one foot out the door anyway. And my thing is, he's going to come back and play football. He's going to come back and play. But with who? Good question. That's, that's what sure. I think. It, it won't be for the Packers, I don't believe. I think no. that ship has sailed. I think they, the Packers are at the end of the Aaron Rodgers road like they were at the end of the Brett Favre road. And how similar those two roads are is actually remarkable. And they could be ending up in the same destination uh, after Green Bay, and that's the New York Jets. We'll see. We'll see about that part. Um, Raiders are odds-on favorite. Is that right? Like minus two-something, okay. three-something. They're you a imagine? huge favorite. Well, we did a segment a couple weeks ago. Um could the AFC West be what we thought it was from a quarterback standpoint uh, a year ago? Like if Rodgers actually comes in the fold and it's Rodgers, Herbert, and Mahomes? I don't know. Um, I disagree with you, though. I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers here. Much rather have him here. The, 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 the contract is shorter, so I could see the light. Even if I wasn't happy with it, and I probably wouldn't be because a lot of the stuff that you just said, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I got one guy contemplating retirement. I got another guy telling me he wants to be here for 10 years. Give, give me the shorter term. And by the way, the way that Rodgers played this past year, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks, I'm hoping Russell can get to that point. That was a down year for Rodgers from uh, the previous two seasons. So I'm just glad we don't have it. As weird as he is. Who would I prefer right now? What's this? Yeah, be, Rodgers, because you can get out of it, right? Easier yes, yes. Uh, than you can with Russ. But I'm glad that we don't have him here because of the constant drama. That's all it is. It's almost like Kyrie Irving. When it's quiet, just be be careful because he'll, he'll come out with some kind of stupid statement, stupid remark, um, and make it about him. Yeah. Or demand a trade out of nowhere. He's going to make it about him. How about Kyrie scrubbing his uh, apology from Instagram uh, yesterday? Did you see that? Because he, he eventually was uh, said uncle. Right. And... He met the apology halfway for the, the, all the anti-Semitic stuff that he was doing and promoting and just some of the most vile stuff, whatever. You can Google it. Uh, but he scrubbed the apology from Instagram. So that that guy is who he is. Yeah. That guy is who he is. So, okay. Um, it was all quiet on the Russ front for the last couple weeks, almost oddly so. And then we get this explosive report dropped in our lap that Russell Wilson's charity had just been investigated for six months and... 75 cents of every dollar, essentially, that they were raising was going to the people running the charity and not the charity uh, efforts itself. And we'll bounce this brand new topic off the presses, off Troy Rank coming up next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Okay, uh, you can file this under uh, things that you didn't see coming. Uh, about 10 minutes before we signed on to the air today, uh, the USA Today national outlet, uh, an investigative journalist, Jason Wolf, um, dropped an article. And the headline is, Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation Raises Millions. Less than half goes to charity. And then you see, according to the report, in some years, it's a lot less than half, like less than a quarter of every dollar. Um, with over 70% in some cases going to these six-figure uh, exorbitant salaries. 
Again, this was a six-month report. It is a lengthy report of almost 15 pages. I'm not expecting our guest, Troy Rank, to have read it all because it's very new and it's lengthy. Um, but, Troy, even just the uh, general outline that I, that I just kind of gave you, I think it's uh, fair to say that it's uh, not a good day for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, to investigate something like that takes hours upon hours because you're dealing with those documents. I haven't been part of a youth organization that created a nonprofit, a 501C. I mean, it's very specific to how you do those things regarding how much money you take in and what goes out. I mean, it's just, it's, I'd say complicated, but there's certainly a roadmap. So I'm anxious to get through the rest of it. Uh, I mean, I know Russell Wilson in his heart is a good person and he does a lot of this stuff for you know, all the right reasons as for the financial part of it and following the money. I I wish I had more to add on that. I do not. But, you know, anytime a story like that comes out, it's not good optics, of course. Yeah, Troy Rank joining us. Troy, what was your big takeaway from Sean Payton, his press conference? I know y'all got to talk to him on the side afterwards a little bit. Also, just your overall biggest takeaways from the Sean Payton press conference. Yeah, you guys have said of it's just believable, confident, doesn't need training wheels, doesn't need football for dummies to figure out where to stand. As he said, I don't need the home crowd to count down the play clock for me. It's just his confidence is tangible. You could feel it, and he's in charge. You can sense the Bill Parcells coaching tree in him when just talking to him in person, just how he says, like, hey, there's certain things we're going to do and we're going to ask of these players, and it's non-negotiable. And there's other things that might be, but – it's, it left no doubt when you just around him that he's in charge. It reminded me a lot, frankly, of when I covered Mike Shanahan. Uh, now, Gary Kubiak was a great coach, and his 15th season to me still is the best coaching job I've ever covered personally. But the intensity and the control and the demeanor and a little bristly at times, it reminded me a lot of Coach Mike Shanahan. We've been uh, talking about this really last hour, um, Troy, and thanks for being here, man. Um, it's unusual that you have an investment in a coach and a quarterback that spans three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three players, and the expectation is to maybe have a winning record. Um, how do you reconcile what the Broncos have given up for this new operation in the last year what the expectation are, and when does that, if at all, change down the line? Well, it's you guys live this. It's not unlike gambling where you end up chasing, where you, you get down and you get down, and how do you get back? You get desperate and you overpay, and sometimes you can get right back and you can score, and that's what they're hoping with Sean Payton is that they're basically going all back in again that Sean Payton with his resume, his offensive expertise – can salvage the last bet essentially you made with Russell Wilson last year. I have no issue with the picks for Sean Payton because I do know this. They're taking on a much longer view with Payton as the solution. Who wouldn't give up? And I love the guy personally, just covering. But who wouldn't give up Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton, which is essentially what they did? Because if you're going to be good, let's say in the next five years you have three playoff berths and four winning records, you wouldn't give that up based on how the last seven years have gone? Now with Russell Wilson... You're in a tough spot. He's got a rebound. And the re- one of the reasons I like the Sean Payton hiring is I do think he gives him the best chance at long-term success, he or Harbaugh, but he certainly gives this year Russell Wilson the best chance to rebound because of his offensive expertise, his ability to adapt. I think we're going to see a run-heavy attack where he goes to Russell and says, 
Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be run heavy. We're going to do play action. We're going to do boot. All these things that I've seen you do well, mobile pocket. And the difference is, everyone's like, well, we saw that a little bit last year. The difference is Sean Payton can tell Russell Wilson no. He made that very clear. And, and I want to be clear here. Jay Keeps was not the reason Russell Wilson had a bad season. Jay Keeps is a good guy. Uh, but it's just in all the optics of having one guy existing on an island and 52 others doing one thing, you can do that. I covered it with Barry Bonds in baseball. You can do that when that one guy is your best player or one of the best players in the league. You cannot do it when that guy is, you know, arguably the 32nd-ranked quarterback. So with Sean Payton, he will be able to tell Russell Wilson, no, that's number one. But also, Russell, I know in talking to people close to him, he's been humbled by last year, and both their legacies are tied to this. That's the other thing I love about this. doesn't mean it'll work. But Sean Payton knows if he wins the Super Bowl, the only coach to do it with two different teams, that's a surefire ticket to the Hall of Fame. And Russell Wilson knows if he rebounds and has, you know, 25, 28 touchdowns, six picks, his chances of getting the Hall of Fame improve dramatically. So that's a good place for both of them to be. Yeah, I love it, Troy. Um, assistant coaches, uh, do we have any news? Uh, who, who do you think is going to be the uh, offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator? Uh, what's the latest on the assistant coaches? Yeah, they requested to interview Ronald Curry, the former player with the Raiders. Uh, he was actually a great basketball and football player at North Carolina. That's where I remember it. But he has been with Tampa Bay. He's inter- or he's been with the Saints. He's interviewed with Tampa. He's interviewing with the Broncos for their OC job. Now, he wouldn't call plays. Sean Payton would. Uh, Sean Desai has interviewed yesterday via Zoom for the defensive coordinator job. Chris Richard, who was with the Saints, he was also with the Seahawks. He could be in line for some type of job in terms of uh, the defensive, I don't know where it would fall, not only coordinator, but maybe even another job with the defense. And the old line, I think it was the Shane Streif, the kid from New Orleans, he is in line to be the old line coach. You're going to see a lot of guys that have worked with Sean Payton. One of the things that's kind of clear is Payton has a way of doing things, and so he wants to get people who've done that with him. That's why he's requested to interview a bunch of people from New Orleans, and I think he's going to end up with two or three, maybe even four coaches that worked with him in New Orleans when obviously he you know had 10 winning seasons, nine playoff first seven division titles. Troy, before we let you go, we will not talk to you before the Super Bowl takes place. What do you got? Yeah, listen, typically the def- best defense wins when it's best defense versus the best offense. I just look at who the Eagles have played. What good quarterback have they beaten this year? Trevor Lawrence? I mean, who's Kirk Cousins? I just if if Mahomes plays like I think he'll play, I just these are two. This is one of the most evenly matched Super Bowls ever. Same record, same essentially point differential and point scored. I like the Chiefs as much as it pains me. I like the Chiefs to win a close. Points there, Troy. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday and uh, react to the game and hopefully a uh, a new Broncos staff for Sean Payton. Man, appreciate you. Thanks, Troy. You got. It. See ya. All right, got a couple Super Bowl uh, props here in my hand. And also, he's presented by Rock Seating and Air, ROX Rock Seating and Air. I, I just, you got to do better. You, you got to, you got to, we need better from you. I, I can't do I, half your job. Look, I need you to pick too. me up sometimes. That's all. That, that, that's being a good teammate. Um, I have some props, and I will tell you. It's too much left, and we need team left here. We, we need, need team, team left. <laughs> team left. Team left. Um, I'm getting a little bit freaked out about something. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And for me, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the Ooh, tube. I don't like that. But I'm getting a little freaked out about something. Tell you what it is next. 
reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Mixtapes got a little hang, little Drake, a little something. A little hang, a little Drake. Thumping on the wheel. What we got? The mix and our drinks a little stronger than you Gosh, think. I know the song. I don't know the artist. Take a sip of that feet, all right? Trucks jacked up, flat bills slip back. Yeah, this is on the playlist. Find us where the party's at. This is how we roll. Kenny Jackson. Ah, no, a couple states. Florida Georgia Line? Bam. Got some Super Bowl props in my hand. Oh. That right. is how we roll. That is. Exactly. Good lead in there for the props. Um, I, I, before we get to the specific props, I am freaked out about something. Yeah. What? And, and, and it feels like I could be... I could be, like, if you can't identify the mark in the room, you might be the mark. Yeah, the fish. The fish? The fish. So can't see the fish at the table. You're the fish. <laughs> right. Uh, I liked Philly. All right. I like Philly. Uh-huh. I like Philly to win the game. Uh, quarterback uh, for the Chiefs, I think, is the best part of that team, and he's not 100%, I don't believe. Okay. I think I had believe that eventually that will reveal itself during the game like it did this past uh, week, last week, I guess. Stoke, but the public is all over Philadelphia, like all over it, all over it. And the old Warren Buffett quote, when others are greedy, be fearful. Right. And when others are fearful, be greedy. I'm on the side that. Most every Joe Public guy watching the game, yeah, Philly. In the trenches, the, yeah. Philly. Yeah. Right, that's the team. Yeah. They're going to get after Mahomes. Mahomes isn't healthy. Um, and usually when, nervous. It does, because usually when a, a lot of people agree on this type of stuff from a wagering standpoint, um, Vegas says, we had you right where we wanted you. Sit down. Be humble. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, every now and then Joe Public is right. Correct. And this might be the time. Look, I definitely don't want the Chiefs to win this game. I also think that it's Philly's um, team of destiny this year. And so um, you put those things together, I don't care what the public's saying. Okay. I'm just going to ride, Philly, ride. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hopefully that's how it turns out, and I'm pulling for it to happen that way. And so that's that's where my mind's at. Okay. All right. I hope you're right. I hope we're right. Yeah. Uh, are you locked in yet? Oh, yeah. I've already locked some stuff in. Okay. Not, not fully locked and loaded. You know, there's a lot that, that goes in, especially with the prop bets. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've already started the process. Yes. All right. Let's uh, let's talk some of these props. Let's, okay. let's talk about uh, some, some running backs, some starting running backs. Miles Sanders. Man, I'm a fan. Yeah. When I say Miles Sanders, what comes to mind? Just a really good running back. Uh, probably best year of his career. Uh, he's been a guy that's been banged up off and on a little bit. I know last year he was, I think. Um, but but a, a, a really good running back. Kind of overlooked. Uh, but he just he just does a really good job. And, you know, what what is it, around 60 yards or so? His prop for the game is 61 and a half. Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over. I think it's... Uh, we won't see it through the air as much in this game. I think it's on the ground, like um, kind of like it was uh, a week ago or two weeks ago against the 49ers. 
So I think it's um, it's a ground attack from Philly. I like the over as well. He's averaging 66 yards in the playoffs. He was almost 1,300 yards in the regular season. He ranked fifth in the league in rushing, Stoke. 11 touchdowns. Average almost five yards to carry. I'm just trying to understand why this number is as low as it is. 61 just feels low. It's lower yeah. than the season average. It's lower than the playoff average. But I still like the over. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco from Kansas City. Again, this doesn't quite make much sense to me, but his rushing prop for the Super Bowl has been put at 46 and a half yards. I'm going under that. Really? I, I love Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, he runs the b- football to me. It reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. He just high praise. Yeah. I mean, he just runs it hard every time. Like three people are not going to bring him down. That's his mentality. Right. And so he, he runs the football extremely hard. I just think that, um, in my view, Kansas City gets down and they have to throw the football. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, and play catch up. And, um, you know, you'll see three different backs uh, with from Kansas City. I mean, they'll play McKinnon. We'll see a little bit of Ronald Jones also. Um, and uh, so I, I don't think they run the ball that effectively, the the Chiefs. So I'm, I, I, I go under that number. Okay. I, I like the over here. Um, I, I agree with everything you said at the top before you said, give me the under. Just okay. 46 uh-huh. yards. I, I think it's going to yeah. be a tight game. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, and the running game is going to have to be leaned on a little bit with what's going on with Mahomes. Like over 46 and a half. How about this? Any player to rush for 100 yards. Yes pays better than 3 to 1. No is minus 420. Uh, help me out here. I think this could easily happen. And a full 60 minute football game for a running back to hit 100 yards. What if Isaiah Pacheco has a 56 yard run house call? What if Miles Sanders does? Yeah, that's a hard thing to do though. Over th- for over three to one. That's oh, no, no. I'm just saying, having a long run, it's yeah, not sure, an easy sure, thing sure, to do. Sure. Uh, certainly, two good defenses, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to put some respect on these defenses. Um, I think if if one guy was to do it, you'd almost think it might be a Jalen Hurts mm. type of just like a Daniel Jones in the playoffs against uh, Minnesota when he that first half he had like 90 yards rushing. Yep, he just took over that football game with his legs. Um, I think it would be a Jalen Hurts type of 100-yard uh, rushing game. But, well, yeah, like you look at the odds there, and and I'm not going to bet no. Right. right four, minus 420. So you'd have to bet $420 to win 100. Yeah. So if you bet 210, you'd win 50 bucks. That doesn't make any doesn't sense. It doesn't even make sense. I just stay away from it. So you take a flyer on it, maybe throw a, a dub. Maybe throw a Twinkie on yes at plus 310, right, to win. I don't know what you win, 20, like 20 60 bucks. 60 bucks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. How about a defensive or special teams touchdown? Pays 3-1, to one, no is the same minus 400. Yeah, a, a, again, same thing. You know, throw 20 on yes for the heck of it. More so than throwing, you know, 100 on, on no. No, I, yeah. Just, it's just funner to root for something like that. Throw 10 bucks on it, 5 bucks on it. And uh, go with the defense of a special teams touchdown. I um, I like that. I mean, Mahomes. We've seen him throw some picks here. We have right. And um, Jalen Hurts is still a young young quarterback. And both these defenses are good and can make plays. And you never know these end of the game scenarios too, where you know laterals and crazy stuff could right. happen. So pitchy pitchy woo woo. Yeah, pitchy pitchy woo woo is right. Uh, will there be an interception returned for a touchdown? Yes, is plus six ten. You're kind of betting on a pick six. No is minus 1,000, so you would never do that. But maybe, like you said, maybe you throw 10, 10 20 bucks. I'm yeah. Over plus 600. Yeah, 10 bucks on any roof for a... Uh, Deflection goes up in the air. Yeah, anything. 
I mean, it can happen very easily. Uh, so um, I like those. Yeah, I like I like all three of those uh, big prop bets that you you know can take a ten bucks and, and throw it on there. I mean, you know, you, you bet ten bucks on an interception return for a touchdown, you win sixty one. Yeah, if it, if it hits, good That's value there. Yeah, 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 really good value. How about total sacks in the game combined? Oh, okay, five and a half. I find this very interesting. Total sacks <sighs> overall, both teams combined. Correct. Okay, uh, I would not. You know, I don't. I didn't watch the Eagles game in and game out, um, so I don't know. But I would find it's Eagles have a good offensive line and a good running game. I mm-hmm. would say it's probably hard to sack Jalen Hurts. Um, Mahomes, we know he's slippery and really good in the pocket, but he's got he's got an ankle injury that's just not quite a hundred percent. Right. So. Uh, and both these guys got some guys up front, some dudes up front that can get after you. I would probably go over that number because I'd want to root for um, some sacks. sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, how about this? Opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Now, if you've been listening to the whole show, you know that this has only happened one time in the history of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 41. And I was watching that. And you were watching it. You were the there. Sideline. Yep. You were a member of the Colts. In a boot and crutches. It's all right. You're still Super Bowl champion. My swishy pants. All right. You're still Super Bowl champion. But it was Devin Hester. Yeah. is the only player in the history of the Super Bowl to house call the opening kick. If you bet on that to happen, if you threw $100 on it and it turned out to happen, you win 10000 It's so hard to return kicks nowadays, though. It is. Right? That's uh, a lot a lot more so than, you know, when, when that happened back in 06. Because they moved the kickoff up. They did. And so you just see kickoffs go out of the end zone now. Um, and you can bet on the touchback, too. I mean, there are so that's many That's right. I did that last game. year. I did that last year and um, and, and won it. And won it. Yep. O- opening kickoff to be a touchback. Yep. And won it. Because the odds weren't that bad. I was like, wait, what? I got to go for this. Um, I bet on some punts last year, too. Yeah. Uh, now, I, 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 yeah, I can't wait. To the Devin Hester thing, there's a story out there. And that, KKFN, KKFN, HD1, Longmont, Denver. There's How about a, that story? How'd I don't that, like that story. Huh? I don't like that story. That was, that was a good story. Underdog story. Yes. Um, I heard a story that Tony Dungy, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, was like, we're not going to kick it to Hester. Then, like, the day before, like, we're not playing scared. Freaking kick it down the middle. And then he house-called it. Yeah. And people were like, that was not a good plan. It was It was. It was being talked about. That was it. That was the biggest conversation. Will you kick it to him? Will you not? I mean, the guy was the best returner in the game. He, yep. You know, I mean, seeing anything like that guy consistently. And I don't remember the conversations. I was just kind of wandering around in the days the whole time, just trying to stay out of the way. So okay. um, I don't remember, you know, how it went down or, or what the thought process Did there they was. Win, but, they win that game? That's what's seen? Uh, no. no. No, they didn't, um, unfortunately, for Bears fans. But fortunately for me, we Rex didn't get one. that. Rex didn't get that done. Uh, and then what would finally? What would back in the year two thousand a Stokely anytime touchdown pay? Oof! I do have a friend in town that said he bet that in that, Vegas. That friend lied. That, that, I'm just telling you. I, I you, you're telling me Bo's a liar. Mm-mm. Is that what you're saying? Not. Huh? Not. That's 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 <laughs> the story, and he's sticking with it. Hey, so, you're in the game. Hey. You can get down to Vegas game. back then and, and took a flyer on, on a long shot to hit a, a wow. first touchdown. Wow. So I'd, they, throw, I'd throw 20 bucks uh, down if a pal of mine was a receiver in the Super Bowl. We weren't pals then. Oh. 
This is back in 2000. Oh, so how about right. this? I'm driving down the road. I'm listening to one of the uh, sporting world's most popular podcasts, Bill Simmons. Oh, okay. Right? Over a half million listeners every episode. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping my son off. Mark and Mike went to break, so I flip back on Bill. They're talking about what props to take, and they're talking about first touchdown scores, and this is what they said. I like when you can get these props up to 60, 75 to 1 that are realistic. But as we know at the Super Bowl every year, then it's like, oh, Brandon Stokely has the first touchdown of the game. We're like, oh, yeah. everybody oh, loses. Oh, crap. How did that come up? <laughs> Just oh, Brandon Stokely catches it. I don't know. Don't know. So Everyone loses. Oh, that is so funny. No one <laughs> cashes first touchdown, except for both. That is great. That is too cool. That is great. Too cool. Oh, oh my name goodness. keeps popping up. Just, this is what it's about. I mean, this is this is what makes it fun. I mean, we go through those props, and good job on the prop segment, Zach. Thanks, man. Um, this is what makes the Super Bowl so much fun, is these crazy props. There'll be a fat man touchdown. There will be. Right? Where you can bet on any offensive lineman to score or, like, a defensive lineman to score. Like, you got so many different crazy fun props. It makes it, it, makes it um, even more fun to watch it. Yeah. D-Mac, What's up, Darren, guys? how are we doing? Man, Good. better than Russell today. I tell oh. you what, I read that article. And I, What'd I, you think? Well, you read the whole thing? I, I did. You're not lying. Give yourself some time. Yeah, I'm it's, about to. It's not something that's easy to just consume in a, without focusing on things. And if you're just joining us and hadn't heard, and it's reasonable that you hadn't because it's very new, um, USA Today investigative journalist Jason Wolf uh, investigated, well, cast a net over every Walter Payton man of the year award winner looked into their nonprofits and Russell's stunk. The headline is Russell Wilson's why not you foundation raises millions less than half goes to charity. They have people in that world sort of weighing in. And now there's some people like, Oh, this is a hit piece. You know, you know, some people just, you know, this is, they're, Mm -hmm. they're aiming at Russ. Okay. Um, it seemed like they had all their stuff together from what I saw. We have um, Jake Shapiro from DenverSports.com is actually posting something. He's doing a deeper dive into it. We're going to bring him on in about 15 minutes. So we'll, maybe we'll just wait for somebody smarter than us to sort of uh, dig into it. But it doesn't look good on the surface. I know, Derek, you have a, a nonprofit, right? Or you had a charity. I don't know if it was a, an official nonprofit. It is. Oh, go ahead. It's on. Yep, good. Okay. Check, check. My check? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there he is. So it's an official 501c3, right? Just a little, just a little right? delay. Yeah it's, yeah, it's official. So right, you have a, you have a but Listen, here's, yeah. here's what I, w- I was just talking to Richie about this. I feel bad for Russ because this is just one more thing to come out. And he, you really think that he's paying attention to who's getting paid what in the 501, like in his charity? Shouldn't he? Uh, well, he sh- here's what he should know. He should know what percentage is going towards right. what is actually being donated. Especially right? when, when it's probably it's millions 40, of dollars or a million well, dollars. Five, they said it, I think it's what, f- anywhere between one and five million dollars in, in costs. That's uh, so a lot, ex- right? So expenses. And those expenses are going towards guys that are getting paid, you know, where the average payment for, for this that position in a 5013C nonprofit organization is like 107,000. Yep. You got guys making two. Plus two hundred plus thousand, right, right? Right. So, and it's only it's two. I think it was two or three. I think it was people. three. Three. Yeah. People, well, yeah, one person yeah. was making like sixty to sixty six thousand, yeah, right. but he was only working like fifteen hours a week, right? Which is like good pay, you know, yeah, pretty good pay. And mm-hmm. then the other one, other two positions, which were full time positions, full time um, employees with benefits and everything, they are getting um, two hundred thousand plus. One of them is like one hundred sixty six thousand. The other one's like two hundred and something thousand. So, mm-hmm. when and they went paid, up year after, and year. they kept going up year yeah. after year. So. I think it is on him to to know what, per, not specifically what they're being paid, but to know what percentage of that money that we're out here earning 
for charity is actually going to charity. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Like, if this is so important to you to do these charitable works, and 24 cents of every dollar is only going to the charity, isn't that something that, I mean, that would, you would notice that, I I would think, right? If you're, uh, if you're raising millions. Well, well didn't his agent negotiate a, these deals too? Yes, yes, yeah. he so did. So, like, it makes you think, like, it makes you wonder. It's like. And then there was some directors who were left entirely off these tax forms and to which Mark Rogers said, well, it's human error. We just human kind of, error. His okay. agent, Mark Come Rogers. Mark Ro- yeah, yeah, Mark Rogers said, you know, it was human error. We forgot to, to put some oh. names on. It just. Oh, okay. There's <laughs> a reason, because there's some pushback right now from Broncos fans. Like, people are just after Russ. Don't, I, you, can't, you can't just go after Russ. I understand that, like, yeah, he is the one, he's the face of it, right? But he's not in the inner workings, the day-to-day inner workings of no. it. He's just the but face. But this isn't a personal attack against Russ. No, no one was going after Russ here. They were just looking at all yeah, Russ the isn't making any Walter money off of it. Peyton Man of the Year award winners. Well, right? was Sean Payton in charge of, of Bounty Gate? Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah, you're the head coach, yeah. He, he took the hit for it. Yeah, because you're the head coach. But how we, why are we going to Sean Payton Bounty? Because, well, because even Wilson's if you don't... Just, well, no, because it, where does the buck stop? Yeah. Where does the buck stop when you do something? Well, I, I think... Well, where, I think where's like, the accountability? Well, I, I think with this situation with Russ, I mean, I don't know. I don't have, you know, his type of success, and you have the power couple. You have a lot of different business ventures you would think that um, every year or quarterly you have a conference call, you have a Zoom call, you have a sit-down where you're counting and people come in and fill you in on all your big ticket. If you're doing, and it, all the, your, if you're doing it the right way, of course. If you're doing it the right way. They, and so they fill you in on all this stuff so you know what's what going on with just, your charities, what what's just, going on with your businesses. What if they're fibbing to you, to Derek's point? What if you're just yeah. getting, well, I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's, they're talking about human error, this, you know, like, you know, think, who but, knows what they were telling Russ. But even if they're fibbing, don't you want to see where your money going yeah. through the charity. I keep coming back to that. If you are putting all your time into this charity and it gets referenced so much and 24 cents of every dollar is actually going to the charity and you're Russ, how do you not know that? Maybe he doesn't have it's, Wi-Fi on that PJ. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a fair question. You gotta have Wi-Fi. It's, uh, <laughs> I, we set up a, uh, uh, for my nonprofit, uh, small baseball stuff, setting up a 501c3, I couldn't believe <laughs> the amount of paperwork. It's, un- it's unreal. It's Dude. disgusting. It, it makes you not want to do it. Yeah, it makes you, it's, it's just like, like, wow, it's really hard to just give things away. It was All like right. an 80-page doc. I don't know if you went through the same thing. It was Well, you had to if you were doing it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And we were, like, we were obsessed about it because, like, we could see, like, how things could, well, you know, we could get questioned or things could go squirrely and that. And you do need some sort of, I mean, you know, somebody's got to buy envelopes if you're mailing stuff or whatever, you know, little sort of expenses. There's always little expenses factored into everything. You can't do it if you don't have that. But you also don't have to do a 501c3 either. You could just donate money and you're not, you don't have to do a, an, an organization. It seems like everybody does, though. It seems like everybody has one. I, I keep going back to this was something he was so passionate about from the moment he got here. Like, like literally from the moment he got here, you hear about this foundation as much as anything that he talks about. So if you're passionate, you should pay attention. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, you're right there. But it, I don't think he, I don't think you can like pass the whole buck on it. No, 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 no. Nope. Nope. You, you can't, oh, you're the you face can't, you can't be like, oh, Russ is this, Russ is that. No. You know, yeah, maybe Russ wasn't no, paying yeah. close enough attention. Like, let's just say that. Right. He was, he, he was wouldn't putting, the first. He, was, he wouldn't be the first. He would not be the first. And it's not like he was just like, he's not putting that money in his pocket. No, no. no. But it's you just a bad saying? look, literally. It's, it's a bad look. And, and that's what I think, uh, what it really boils down to for me. It's, it's, okay. We know he played bad football, this and that, but man, all that other stuff, man, right. he does so right. many great things. Right. And, 
and 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 now you start questioning a lot of that stuff. Like, what's really real here, and what, right. what's really going on? Let me, on? Let me ask always you guys something. It's like, oh, let me guys ask you, you this. know what That's it is? Fake. You, listen, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> it's too, it's it. too much for you guys. Uh, how you much, guys can't handle that. Uh, <laughs> well, you had us. We were all right there with you. How much do you think Russ needs to just? I understand he can't get rid of all of it. I get that. I do get that. But how much do you think he needs to? Clean up. He needs to fire somebody. Yes. Some people need to be let go. He needs to do some inventory in his life. I think all. I think he needs to just all his social media stuff needs to be done. And the only stuff that you post about and is you know uh, your your, which is very rarely when you go to the children's hospital and you take some pictures down there. Perfect. You can post that. All the rest of the social media stuff, I think, needs to just go by the wayside and just be done. We're not advertising hats and T-shirts and no, exactly. the clothing wear. The Monday after a four-game losing perfume. streak, you don't want to launch a new hat right. on social media. Oh, I mean, that stuff that was so bad. bad. Idea. That was such a lack well, of awareness. And that, and that shows you that his team is a little sloppy. Yeah. Right. It's yes. his team. They're a little sloppy. They right. released a hype video 48 hours after the season ended where you went 5-12 and 12 and, and threw less touchdowns than Andy Dalton. Who does that? Who releases the hype video? That's just five you know, just, No, no, no. Here's who does it. People are being paid to do stuff like that. Sure. Right, so yeah, he gotta, has a whole team being you paid. You got to justify what, uh, how, why am I making money? I got to do stuff. But if I'm Russ, I'm saying, no. Yeah, that's. No hype video. Y'all take the day off. You no, know, get a massage. No, nothing. We're not doing a hype video. Post I just had the worst yeah. season uh, in my career. Right. It was a disaster. I don't want to bring any more light to it. Yeah, but how do you do, how do you separate that when Sierra, his wife, that's a big part of everything she is and she does. Okay, she does her thing. I'll right. do my thing. Yeah, exactly. You have that my conversation with your wife. My thing is football. Yeah, you have to. Especially Keep the main after. thing the main thing, yeah. right? Yep, exactly. Right exactly. There. All right. Um, real quick on the Nuggets. Yeah. Dude. I mean, just dude. Nuclear. <laughs> dude. Without their second leading score and without Bones Island. Dude. 49. I've never seen a. Did you watch that first quarter? I, I, I couldn't turn away from it. There's a 30 to 2 run. I've, I've been watching basketball my whole life. I can't remember a 30 to 2 run, and I can't remember a team being down by 30 points after 12 minutes. In a pro league, this isn't varsity versus JV. This is professional basketball. One team was up 30 points after 12 minutes. I can't remember ever seeing that. Um, it was remarkable. Biggest point differential the Nuggets have ever had in their entire team's history. Arguably, then, historically, it was their best quarter ever in the history of the team. And so, and somehow, I, I think I've seen an offensive quarter better, but not in the same blowout fashion. I was there in 2019, where Denver went and beat the Warriors when they were their prime KD, all this. They beat them, and then the Warriors came here and scored 51 points in 12 yeah, minutes. Yeah, But yeah, the yeah, score yeah. was like 51-38. It yeah, wasn't yeah, a blowout. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like exactly. 14 points or whatever that is. Like, right. This was, this was, yo, you guys are down 30 after the first. To a team that had beat you by 30, who was, with a rest day, playing all their same players that had played against you two days previous. Yeah, and they were excited about it. They were. I watched it. They, was, they were they were smelling themselves, those Timberwolves. They the chickens came home to roost. A little too excited. A little too excited. Dude, what can I tell you? They got bludgeoned, man. And you know what I realized? That's embarrassing. It's actually, it actually doesn't matter if they trade bones or not. Whatever. If they keep them, fine. Well this well, thing is a steamroller. Yeah, don't trade him if you can't get great value. I agree. Because he's a he's a gonna be a star. Yeah, you know? and you don't need to trade him. He's not a bad influence. It's not having negative ramifications. No. 
Well, it, people were nervous about it, rightfully so. But in the past week, it's really, it's corrected itself. Yeah, but it's basketball, and those guys are used to, like, emotions being involved and stuff. You know what I mean? It's, They're all good. I'm just telling you. It's I'm all sure good. behind the scenes, you know, everybody was like, you know, people are going through something, right? You know, just let them, let them deal with it and, and have their back and. Well, the dude left a game in the middle of a game, and I that mean, right there. Well, at the end of that, the game, right? That right well, there. Nine minutes to go. That I right, mean, that 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 in, that incident <laughs> actually hurt his reputation. I think so. Hurt his reputation, and that's and I think that people told him. Like, I hope so. I, I, hope I really so. do hope that he got some advice. That hey, man, like I, it, he's an image. He's image. These guys are all so young, and, you he, know? and he is. He is. He is a big personality that has real immaturity to him. Right. It feels like you guys are right about all of it. It happened. It was bad. The older players didn't like it, and then it kind of crazily, very quickly, sort of resolved itself because he's not getting on the floor anymore, and I think it was a moment they kind of put their arms around him. Now, they're trying to trade him, period, okay? Yep. Yep. They are trying to trade him. Yeah, but you don't trade bad players, so he should see it as a compliment. Right. Uh, yeah, they're also saying we don't need you to win a championship either. And he's, I mean, also, he's, he's also the one asking for the trade. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's, com- it's complicated. <laughs> There's that, too. But if they don't end up trading him, well, I mean, it's less. Well, he wants to get to his pay. Huh? He wants to get to that big payday. He quick, does, man. You know? He does. He does. Because the quicker you get to that first one, the quicker you, that's that means you get to a second and a third. And, and he's a young pro athlete. And I don't I don't blame the mindset. But when Michael Malone in the locker room last night said, hey, young guys. Don't take this for granted. This bleep is not normal. <laughs> and then you take a look at Bones like, this is the situation you want out of, that you were playing 20 minutes a night. I hope he regrets it. Who, who would want to be on this team? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I right? mean, it's, it's, well, it's well, well, like I said, I think that the whole trade thing, right, when he first got wind of it was like, you know how it is. Immature people are going to be like, well, let me be the first one to say, you know, we're broken up. When you drop a nail. Let me be the first one. When you know, let me, it, it, this is my decision. So right. he feels like he's taking some kind of control because – what ha- it does, you feel like your your life is in someone else's hands. I understand mm. that position sure. of like thinking we want, I might be traded. Sure. You know, am I have to? My, yeah. I'm gonna have to go to a whole other city, a whole other team. You know, and then it's like you know your your mind will start playing tricks on you where you're like, well, I just need to get ahead of this. Then mm-hmm. I need to make it my decision and make it so I get the choice. When you drop your next podcast. I'm gonna walk down the hall oh, right okay. now. Hello. All right. So right we'll, thanks for teeing it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll check you out with that. We're going to hear more from Jake Shapiro about this charity stuff at denversports.com. We've done a deeper dive into it. Jake has the latest coming up next.